You're listening to The Inside Scoop with Novell. Welcome to The Inside Scoop with Novell. I'm Dr. Rita Simmons, business developer and Novell founder and senior consultant. Well, it's the start of a new year, and with the new year comes continued change. Probably some of the biggest changes in the business landscape and, and work trends that we've seen really in generations, and I would probably say since World War II. Um, so what's, besides the pandemic, what's driving a lot of this change? Um, much of this change is coming from workers' new attitudes about really what work means to them, how it fits with the lifestyle they want, their priorities, and what they want to do with their lives. So whether you call it the great resignation, reshuffle, or the great realignment, the pandemic has really showed people that they could successfully work from home, ditch the commute, and have real work-life balance, that they could put their priorities in focus, maybe for once in their lives. So what did people do? They started exiting their nine-to-five, five-day-a-week companies in droves. The numbers for 2021 actually to me are staggering. 4.3 million people left the workforce in August, 4.4 million in September, and 4.5 million in November. Now, these numbers, they weren't just all about a job change. Many of these individuals decided not to return to the workplace at all. And instead, they decided they would try starting their own business. So according to the Wall Street Journal, 4.54 million new business registrations were submitted between January and October of 2021. That's a 56% increase from the same period in 2019. I will say that the entrepreneurial spirit is alive and well in the U.S., So one of the ways we thought that we could help budding entrepreneurs was to do a podcast series laying out a roadmap for how to establish a legitimate business and then how to position your new company to land a huge customer, uh, in this case, the U.S. government. So how big is the government? Besides uh, big in footprint, well... Awards to small business total more than $1.35 billion. That's $135 billion per year. And if your company qualifies for a special category, such as a woman-owned small business, economically disadvantaged, or a hub zone, which is means it's located in some rural area, uh, some of the money is set aside specifically for you. So if you want to start your own business and learn how to work with the government, this series is especially for you. So what we're going to talk about during this series, in episode one, which is today, uh, we want to tell you how to establish a legitimate business. This is going to be in two parts. Then episode two is getting your company registered with the government. Episode three, applying for special set-aside categories. And episode four, how to get government business. So let's get started with episode one, how to establish a legitimate business. So let me guess, your first question is, why did I say legitimate business? Aren't all businesses legit? Well, the short answer is no. 
And if you want to work with the government, well, the answer is really no. So for a business to be considered legitimate, it must set up so it conforms to establish uh, whatever the established laws and regulations are, and those may be at um, the federal level or the state level. And as you start working to establish with the state, you'll see that those laws differ from state to state. So I can't describe every aspect of each step. There's really just too much variation depending on where you live. But what I can do is lay out the somewhat universal actions that an individual should accomplish to appropriately set up a new business. So in total, I'm going to cover 12 steps. Uh, in this part one episode today, we're going to review the first four steps. And then in part two, we'll get the remaining eight steps. So what's the first step? You want to write a business plan. A business plan will help you succinctly define the what and the how of your business. So when I talk to potential clients about starting a new business, they're often very excited and they tell me they know exactly what they want to do. But when I start asking specifics, sometimes this is where we run into problems. Conversation goes a little bit like this. What kind of business are you considering? They say, I want to start a food truck business selling Mexican food. Hey, that's great. What type of Mexican food? All kinds. I know how to make all traditional dishes. I said, okay, how many food trucks are there in your area? I don't know. Do you have a name yet? No. What are your startup costs, monthly costs? How many employees will you hire? When I start getting a blank stare to some of these questions, I know that we need to sit down and have a conversation. Having a passion is is great, but it takes more than passion to start a successful business. It takes planning. So before you jump in, buy an old food, food truck and convert it into your future business, or before you start any business, you need a plan. A business plan is going to help you create a clear identity. It will spell out your mission and your goals, and it's going to be invaluable when creating all the other necessary aspects of your business. Also, if you need a loan, are you going to seek any type of funding to get your business off the ground? You will be expected to have a business plan and an extremely detailed business plan. The sections of your business plan may vary depending on the type of business you intend to start. So my intent here is to provide the most common sections that you should have in your plan. The more time you spend on each of these sections, writing out details, Thinking through the process of how you'll execute your business on a daily basis and then capturing those and building those into words and concepts, the easier it's going to be to complete the rest of the steps that you have to do. So when I wrote a business plan for Novell, I was starting a consulting business. It doesn't require a significant monetary outlay. I was able to use sections of my plan in a little different way than some businesses may use theirs. So I'm going to point out some of these differences along the way, but give you a good idea of what the sections should contain. So section number one of your business plan is the executive summary. So this is where you tell the reader what your business idea is and how you're going to achieve it. Some people may call this your statement of purpose is what you're blending into this section. It really needs to be well-defined and very succinct. This part, your summary, should be about a half a page if it's a simple plan, 
but certainly no more than one page for a complex uh, company or if you're seeking funding, there's going to be more information in here. Most of the time, this section is written last. It, it's really easier for people to write out the details or the remainder of the plan and then come back and create a summary of what you've already written. So just keep that in mind, but it does need to be short. The next section of your business plan is the business description. Some people call this the company description. You describe the market or the industry you're seeking to enter and where your product or your services fit in. You want to detail the product or again service that you may be providing and how it's unique. What are those unique features? And you want to be specific. You want to tell how your product or your service is better or different and how you plan to stand out in what may be a very crowded field. How are you going to distribute, sell, or get your services out to potential customers? You also want to describe, and this is really important, how are you going to make a profit? Defining this will help shape your business plan and uh, going for funding as you get ready to go in front of potential investors or to a bank or wherever you may be going. You need to uh, know the details of how you're going to be successful in this market. And funders are going to want to clearly see that you've done your homework. This section is, needs to be about four to five paragraphs or a couple pages or so, depending on the complexity of your business and the market and whether you're going after funding or not. Now for Novell, I use this section to spell out exactly what services our consulting group would offer, those niche services that we provide, how our experience and those niche services would set us apart, and then additional details about those services that we would seek to provide to customers. So I really try to detail out all the pieces of that consulting business that we were going to bring to our customers. The third section of your business plan is market analysis. Now, this is really where you're going to delve more into discussing and defining the market. You want to talk size, structure, growth prospects, trend, and then some sales numbers as uh, you look across the different products within that market. Here's where you can also create your pricing structure. You really need to define uh, what the prices will be for different types of products, or if you have services you're offering, how will you price those services? Capture all costs involved and then roll those into the overall pricing strategy that you're developing. I can't tell you how critically important this is. Pricing is a make or break item for any business. And those who are new to running their own business, you may want to consult with some experts in the industry to make sure that you really are accounting for all cost categories and all expenses. There are so many uh, surprise expenses or unexpected types of things that come up, um, whether it's through the point of development, if it is a, a product that you're selling, or marketing expenses you forget to roll in. It, it could be a number of things, so make sure that you've done a full analysis of that. Also, check with potential suppliers review competitor pricing, and then just make sure that you build in 
any unforeseen items within that, that pricing structure. The more homework you do, I can tell you the better off you're going to be. Uh, the fourth section is organization and management. This is where you're going to describe what your business is going to look like. Will you be a solopreneur? Do you plan to hire employees? How will your business functions be carried out, such as who's doing the accounting? Who will do ordering and supplies? How will those things be done? Issuing payments, payroll, taxes, all these things have to be done, and you need to think about the who and the how this will take place. This is another area where if you can spend some time on this step of the plan, it will help you capture all those critical functions that are going to be required to run your business properly. Uh, the fifth section is a discussion on what your service line is and product line. Now, again, the details of this will depend on the type of business you're opening. But let's say that you are creating um, a tangible product. You really do need to start looking at uh, if prototyping is involved, uh, making the product, distribution of the product, and then how many variations on a particular product uh, that you're going to need. And so this is the section where you really detail what you will provide, exactly how it's going to be created, built, or how the service itself will be provided. So again, with a consulting service, you may say that you're a, um, you do strategic planning. How are you delivering that strategic planning? Are you doing it on-site? Are you doing it through online? Are you doing a hybrid system? What types of materials are you providing? What happens at the end? Are you giving them tangible products at the end? Are you coming in and helping them implement? There are many things that you, even if you're offering a service, many things that you need to explain and think about and how everything will be either produced or provided at the end of the day. The next section is marketing and sales. This is where you can build the identity of your company. How will your product be marketed? And think about all the items you need to attract customers and convince people to buy from you. Many people uh, tend to use this section uh, as a little bit of a catch-all and they'll go in and do their branding, uh, sketch out their logo, slogans and taglines. Anything where you feel like you can build the structure of how you'll market and sell your products. These are also things that you can turn around and if you're going after funding that you can use within your funding pitch, create your elevator speech, and all the things that would be helpful if you are going in front of investors. And so the next two sections do deal with that portion. Uh, number seven is funding. So you do need to think about where will your startup funds come from uh, and if there's external funding required, here's where you're going to write up the budget and a justification for all that money that you're planning to ask for. Number eight, financial projections. And again, if you're seeking funding, those potential funders are going to want to see uh, usually three to five years of out-year projections of what you think the market's going to um, reap for you and what the increase in sales may be year over year. So take the time to fill that out. And then lastly, section nine is an appendix where you put in resumes, licenses, permits, anything that, um, that you need to do to be successful in actually conducting business. 
So there are dozens of excellent websites and books that will walk you through all the sections in painstaking uh, detail. But the one thing I want to emphasize is how important it is to actually sit down and write at least a simple plan. It will truly help you define your business and move forward with confidence. We will also post uh, websites and, that you can refer to uh, in the footnotes of this uh, so that you can do some more homework. But please take the time to write a plan. So that was step one. Uh, the second step is to register your company with the state. So, for example, in the state of Washington, you register your business with the Secretary of State's office. Um, in other states, it may be with other offices. It should be very straightforward to find that. Uh, the one thing you will need to decide, though, before you register is what type of business makes the most sense for you. Should you be an LLC, Limited Liability Corp., an S-Corp? Do you need to incorporate? Again, spend some time investigating these options, what the definitions of these are, and whether they'll be right for your business. So for a solopreneur, an LLC might be the, you know, the best. It's very easy. Uh, and it really is it's the most common type of registration for people just starting in business. Uh, I would recommend reviewing those, the pros and cons of each one, before you make your final decision. Uh, during this step is where you're going to create your articles of organization, tell how your company is structured, your operating agreements, and all those other business types of documents showing how your company is structured. And then you'll get that registered with the state. You will use these documents later, uh, for example, when it comes time to register with the government. The third step is to register with the IRS and obtain an EIN, which is your tax ID. So you're going to need this tax ID for lots of applications. It's free, it's easy to get, um, and some will ask, do you have to have an EIN? Well, maybe. If you register as an LLC and don't have an EIN, you'll be using your personal social security number on all the websites you're registering on, on forms, documents other companies are request you to fill out and working with them and with the IRS for any business matters. So this may not be information you want to give out. And in some business uh, structures uh, like incorporation and other things, you will need an EIN. So I would recommend getting one. Like I said, it's very easy and it's free and uh, it will give you a very legitimate looking uh, business as you're moving forward. And the fourth step in this process is applying for a business license and any needed uh, permits that may go along with the license. Now, most states have a business development website that will allow you to apply for a business license and any permits. So uh, same thing here in Washington. Uh, we have a, a separate office that handles business licenses apart from the Secretary of State. If you're thinking that I'm going to work from home and therefore I don't need any permits or any of these types of things, not so fast. State requirements differ widely and a home office conducting certain types of business actually may require a permit in your state. So you definitely wanna check state laws to determine 
exactly what you're going to need to uh, legitimately kind of stand up your business so that you're operating appropriately within the state that you're working in. So that gives you the first four steps in this process. It's, it's critical that you go through uh, these steps. Again, some of the actual details may vary depending on where you live, but uh, the overarching content within these four steps will get you pointed down the right direction. I know it sounds like a lot of work, but if you use a systematic plan, it's going to save you a lot of rework and heartache down the road. Well, please join us for part two of this episode as we cover the remaining eight steps of getting your business up and running. In the meantime, please subscribe to future episodes and check out our website and social media for more information at Novell Online. Until next time, stay positive, stay focused.